Hi, and welcome to The Inner Work, the podcast with me, Steve Barker. Let's explore and unpack the inner workings of our conscious and subconscious minds, where we'll dive deep into our inner world and create space and give ourselves permission to press the pause button on life. Let's journey together and explore what makes us tick, discovering new perspective, insights and strategies that will make our lives easier and our relationships even more meaningful and deep. Join me now as we journey through this amazing world of human behavior. Let's bring some curiosity, some wonderment and a big dose of fun and unlock our hidden potential by doing the inner work. Hey, good day. How are you going? Thanks very much for joining me again. I hope you're well. I hope you're staying safe wherever you are in the world and whatever it is that you've been up to. So I was talking to a client just the other day and we were going through uh, one of my models of human behavior and uh, I call it the misalignment model. And it's very much about being able to self-coach. And one of the things that is really relevant and prevalent within this module is the ability to be able to ask ourselves very, very high quality questions. Now, when we think about the human brain, and you may or may not agree with me on this, and it's perfectly fine if you don't, but I think that the human brain is one of the most powerful computers, powerful machines that we have available to us and has been for millennia. Now, when we ask ourselves a really good quality question, we get a good quality answer out of it. And what I would like to suggest is that this doesn't happen instantly. There's very often times when I've asked myself questions or I've even been asked questions and it's taking a while for the answer to percolate its way through the brain. And I'm sure you've experienced this where you've been thinking about something and you can't quite remember it or you, you can't get the, the, the phrase, the, 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 the words are on the end of my tongue on the tip of my tongue but you can't quite access them at that moment comes to mind when I think of this and what we do is we our brain just goes off and starts looking for an answer it starts seeking out the information that we require and I've had this where I've, I've forgotten something or I can't quite remember it and I've woken up in the middle of the night and bing there's the answer um, and if you rec if you recognize this this is what's happening this is how the brain works it percolates through information so where I mentioned earlier the quality of the question we ask ourselves will determine the quality of the answer and this is very very evident if you speak to a teenager or a young person and you might ask them such a question as what did you do at school today and they'll go oh, I don't know not a lot and that's just an example of a really shit quality question you think it might be an open question because yes there's no specific answer it's not a yes no answer it's it's asking for information but it's not a very well-worded or, or high-quality question. One of the questions that I ask teenagers when I'm working with them is, share with me something that you learnt today that you didn't know before you went into school this morning. A much higher-quality question. And whether they like it or not, their brain will automatically go off and seek that information. They'll go, first of all, what did I learn today that I didn't know this morning? So what... What was new? What came up? And then I've asked them to share it with me. So then they've got to think about how they're going to share that information. Now, 
you know, sometimes I get the answer from them, huh, I don't know, uh, nothing. And I says, I'm sure you did. I tell you what, you ponder on that, you think on that for a moment, and when you've got an answer, you come back to me. So I'm giving them the space to be able to think about it. Now, this is what we can do with ourselves. This is where power questions come in. And if we can ask ourselves high-quality questions that are going to open up our thinking, bring in some, some wonderment, some 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 curiosity, a high level of curiosity, and we start to think about, well, perhaps somebody's done this before me. Who's done it before me? How did they do it? And we can start to work these sort of things out. So what I want to share with you today is some power questions, just a couple of them, just to give you a, an idea as to what it is that I'm talking about. So one of the questions is, what do I not know? And that's a brilliant question to ask yourself. What do I not know? Now, when we initially start to ask this question, we go, well, I don't know. What I don't know? How am I supposed to know what I don't know? It's a very quick, flippant, almost an excuse of an answer. Well, I don't know what I don't know, so how am I supposed to know it? What we're actually asking in this question, and there's like a presupposition, almost a subconscious question. What do I not know? I. What do I not know? Well, that would presuppose that somebody else already knows. And that's the key. That's the, that's the, the key. That's the doorway that we need to open. It's not what I don't know. It's what do I not know? Which presupposes that somebody does know. Now, if we look at the world as a general... It's not very often, especially in this modern day, that somebody comes up with a phenomenally brand new concept that nobody's ever even heard of before. It's not like we are inventing going to the moon. It's already been done. Yeah. So let's let's take that as an example. When man decided it was going to land on the moon, 50 years ago, I believe it is. You know, and I think it was President Kennedy who said, you know, we're going to go to the moon. We're going to put man on the moon. Do you think all the boffins and all the clever people suddenly went, oh, God, we're going to the moon. Awesome. Hey, get all those plans down off the top shelf. Dust them down. Yeah, we've been thinking about this for ages and we've got all these plans and all these ideas and we're good to go. No, they didn't. They went, shit, we're going to the moon. How the hell are we going to do this? And they started to ask themselves really, really high quality questions. For example... They didn't know what the moon surface was made of. And one of the things that you know we're, we're aware of on, on the planet is that our planet is about 60-70% water. So if you landed a spaceship on water, there's a very high chance it's going to sink. Yeah, They didn't know what the moon was made of. They didn't know how deep the dust was. They, they believed that it was dust, but they weren't 100% sure. They hadn't put anything on the moon yet to work out what it was. They didn't even know where they were going to land, what was going to be the safest place. They needed to get up there and take some photographs. So how do they do that? Do they send somebody in a spaceship up there with a 35-millimeter camera? Because remember, digital photography wasn't even invented then. So did they send somebody up there like David Bailey and start taking photos and then bring him back and you know um, develop his roles of film and work out whether the photos were good or not? No, they couldn't afford to do that. That was just a ridiculous way to be able to look at things. So what did they do? They invented digital photography. And how did they do that? 
where they had to build a space lab that would take photographs and then develop them. And even more than that, then transmit the photos back to Earth from the spaceship. How were they able to do that? Well, what they did was they looked at the black and white pictures and somebody went, well, these are black and white pictures. There's different shades of grey. I wonder what else has different shades. And then he went, frequencies. That's how we can transmit them. If we give every single shade of grey a different frequency, a different modulation, then we can beam that back as an electronic signal. That will then decode and we can reprint or re reproduce the photographs with the different colours of shades of grey. And that's how we know whether we're, we're getting good quality photographs and whether we're in the right area or not. That was the advent of digital photography because they, were, they asked themselves, what do I not know? But it is already there. The answer was there. So when we find ourselves asking a question of what don't I know, we just come up with, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But when we break it down, what do I not know? That presupposes that somebody else already knows. Here's another question. What am I choosing to believe, think, feel, do or do not? This is a really high quality question. This is great for procrastination or perhaps when we are, are going over things and we're getting the same results over and over again. So let's break the question down into its component parts. What am I choosing? So this is a choice. This is something we're choosing. To believe. What's a belief? I think I've already discussed this once before. A belief is a common uh, um, assumption, something that we believe in to make sense of what we're experiencing around us. So a belief is just a, a made-up story. So what am I choosing to believe? The made-up story. What story am I making around this? What am I choosing to think? What am I choosing to feel? What am I choosing to do? Or choosing not to do? So there's one, two, three, four, five, six elements in this question. Also, we're using the what am I? It's not what others are thinking. It's not what others are believing. It's not what others are doing. It's not what others are not doing. It's how am I choosing? So the onus is upon ourselves. So we can start to percolate this question through. What am I choosing? Well, this ultimately you know, would, would say to us that it's our choice. We're choosing to do this. What if I was to change my choice? What if I was to change my perspective? Well, how do we do this? Through our beliefs, through our thinking, through our feelings. And I haven't, I don't think I've, I've discovered the difference between emotions and feelings yet, but there is a very subtle difference. So it's the meaning that we give something, which will then determine whether we do or do not take action. Do or do not do something. Do or do not say something. Do or do not implement something. So this, this very powerful question, what am I choosing to believe, think, feel, do or do not, is an extremely meaningful, deep question. You ask yourself this question. You put this into your brain. And ultimately, your brain will give you an answer. It might take a while, might take a few days, might take a couple of weeks to percolate through.
So again, another good question. One final question. I'm only going to share three with you. I've probably got about 15 here, but three of them. What would love do? Now, when I've shared this with clients and I said, okay, let's choose this question. What would love do in this situation? The concept comes down to what is love? And we all have our own perspective, our own version, our own insight around what love is. Very often we have a very good understanding around what love is not. So again, the question is not what would love do? But the question really is, first of all, what is love? And then if we applied those values, those beliefs, those feelings, that language to the situation, and we, we called it love, that thought process, that perspective, how would that change the whole situation, the whole perspective? So I'm interested to hear your thoughts and comments on this, because when we get down to the real nitty gritty of life and choices and decisions, sometimes we need to ask ourselves a high quality question so that we can get a high quality answer so that we can get a high quality outcome. Remember, if we ask a shit quality question, we're just going to get a shit answer. Just like if you say to your kids, what did you do at school today? Huh, not a lot. Yeah, it's a shit quality question. You might think it's an open question, but because it's a crap quality question, you get a crap quality answer coming back. So we need to work out what questions we should be asking. For example, share with me something that you learnt today at school that you didn't know before you went into school today. High quality question. Whether they like it or not, their little brain's going to go off and start searching for that answer. This happens with all interactions, all interactions with every single human being around us. So not only do high quality questions, you know, evoke good quality thoughts, good quality decisions from ourselves. High quality questions will also enhance your relationships, your discussions, your interactions with other people, which ultimately, I hope, will enhance your life. So I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear your thoughts, insights, your aha moments, and maybe some high quality questions that you can come up with that you can ask yourself so that you can make better decisions, review outcomes, to take ownership of things more and to be present and live your life on your own terms. Like I say, I'd love to hear from you. So send me an email. Reach out via the uh, the app that I've I've recorded this on, or even if I've shared it on a social media, put your comments and thoughts down below. I hope you found this enjoyable, and I hope you found it really useful. I look forward to catching up with you again, and until then, take care. Toodaloo! Thank you for joining me and listening to this episode of The Inner Work, the podcast. I hope that you found this enjoyable, interesting, and thought-provoking. If you have, please share it with your friends, because if it's working for us, then perhaps it'll work for them too. This is how we will create the world that we want to live within. I'd also love it if you could give me a quick review on my Facebook page, I Am Enough Coaching. And if you're interested in knowing more about what I do and how you can enhance your life, your relationships, and level up, 
then please visit my website, IamEnoughCoaching.com. Until the next episode, take care and look after yourself. Teru. Thank you.